Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Alright, so we are continuing our study of the book of, or the letter to the Ephesians, okay? Last week, Philip looked at Ephesians 6 and he spoke about the armor of God and it was very blessed and I encourage you to go listen to that message. But I realized in the week as I was preparing that we skipped chapter 5. We skipped chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5. Now it's not Philip's fault, it's my fault. I told him to to preach on Ephesians chapter 6. But today we are looking at chapter 5. Okay, so as always we need to remember the context. In Ephesians chapter 1, 2 and 3, Paul talks about our identity in Christ. He explains what Jesus has done. He explains the mystery that salvation is not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles also. Salvation is for everyone. Uh, He explains everything that the believer has because of this salvation. Because we are one with Jesus, we we are so rich. We are so rich, not in finances, but we are so rich. In fact, God's blessing is greater than finances. Amen. To have God speak well of us, to have God's blessing is so much better than all the money in the world. Amen. Because God's blessing is eternal. It lasts forever. We have holiness. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We, are, we have been made right with God. Amen. You know how many millions of people seek that to be made right with God? We have been made alive and we've been given the Holy Spirit. God Himself now lives in you. God gave us Himself. Wow. Amen. In those three chapters, Paul prays for understanding also. He prays for for our understanding. Because it is so important that we grasp and believe these truths. Okay? He prays for spiritual wisdom and that we grow in understanding of the truth and the love of God. We can know and confess these scriptures. We can know them. We can memorize these scriptures. But if it won't have an effect on you if you don't apply it to your life. Okay, if you don't apply the scriptures to your life, it's meaningless. Okay, then it just becomes head knowledge and we've yeah. become puffed up because we think we know so much. Mm. It's useless if we don't apply it to our lives. If we truly believe these truths, we will see difference, we will see change. What does that look like? How do we apply the Word of God? I think it's, it's for me, in my personal experience, It is to believe a specific truth, the word of God, instead of submitting to the lie of the devil. Okay? If you face temptation, you stand against it by reminding yourself who you are in Christ. You confess in that situation, I am holy. God loves me. I I have the power to say no. You have the power to say no to temptation. Choose right. You have the power to make right choices. 
you confess over yourself and you truly believe, I am blessed, I am filled with His Spirit. What God has given me is much greater than this temptation. Mm. I do not need this in my life. I am not a slave to sin. All of those things, we need to believe it. Mm. We need to believe it. I am dead to sin. This temptation is nothing. That is, that is how I apply the word of God. And I see victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. You apply these truths by reminding yourself of them in the moment. Mm. When the enemy comes, when temptation comes, when the world comes, when stress and fear comes to you, you need to know the word of God. Amen. And you apply it by believing it mm. above the lie of the enemy. Mm. Amen? Amen? How do you guys, maybe someone here has a testimony, how do you apply the truth of God's word? Anyone? Maybe I'm too quick on you. Um, maybe I should just say is um, when I faced my son's death, um, mm, it was a bit difficult in the in the beginning. It was yeah. very difficult because you know you you see the situation, but um, but if you apply the word of God, I think it took me a bit time because you know of mm. being human and yeah, of course, and, and losing your son, but. When I remember the word of God and getting, you know, um, having the Holy Spirit, mm. it comforted me during that time. Mm. It's easier. It, it all goes easier. And yeah. today it's very easy to, I, I wouldn't say it's easy to say that to lose somebody, yeah. but it's it's easy when you know God. Yeah. Because God is, is, has got His Holy Spirit. We've got the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit comforts us and we've got one another that mm. we can, you know, that will comfort us. And Amen. we can just apply the word of God. Yeah. In your life, and then you will become stronger. Yeah. Mm. Emily had to believe that God was not the one yeah. that took her son away. Mm. Emily had, has to believe that one day she will see him again. Amen. 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 That is why we don't. Um, um, what's the, uh, the Afrikaans word? Is um, row? Mourn. 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 We don't mourn as the Gentiles do. That do not have hope. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes, Philip, you want to share something? Yeah, yeah. How do you apply the word? I read 4 and 5 of John, 1 John. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, nor winner over it. So that's for me, when I get temptation, when I get difficulties, bad thoughts, or thoughts that are not godly, you know, the enemy tried to put. Mm. enmity or bad thought. So my word, Jesus says, is truth. Mm. And the light. Jesus is light. Amen. So I need to turn the light on and take away the darkness. Yes. yes. Go back to the world. See what Jesus says to do. I'm not <coughs> usually when I, when I lie down I get thoughts in my mind from the past or whatever. But I claim myself you know, I'm a Christian. I'm mm. a son of God. Amen. You know. I bring up to uh, all my thoughts to captivity, to obedience of Christ. And I start quoting verses. Mm. So, get my mind occupied to you know, think the past negative thoughts or something has happened, mm. and be an ugly situation, uh, humiliation for something happened. You know. mm. So, you overcome it. That's the way to overcome through the world. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Amen. And just like um, 
I'll, I'll give you a chance now. Just like um, Maki said, yeah. we look not backwards. Yes. We look forwards. Amen. We look to Jesus. Yes? Yes, Zuleka? Well, for me, what I wanted to say is that for my problem that I had, like my bad thoughts and all the condemnation that I had because of my divorce and everything, what I did was every time when the thoughts come, I would read the word, and then after a few minutes, I would feel a little bit better and all of that. But what helped me mostly it was like reminding myself, even those, so if those thoughts are coming, like the fears that I have, because mm. I was like condemning myself, myself mm. most of the time, like maybe it's my fault and all, and feeling ashamed and all of that. But what helped me is it was like every time when I read the word, I, I forgot most of the time, but I, I, I tend to remind myself. Mm. Like each and every time what the Bible says about me. If those condemnations come mm. and I would remind myself, what does the Bible say about me? Mm. So it says that I'm a child of the most high God. I'm, a, I'm now righteous. Doesn't matter who says what, but now, because of my Lord Jesus Christ's blood, so I'm now righteousness of God. So I have to remind that on myself yes. so that yeah. those battles were the like a place to stay in my mind and all of that. So that's Amen. what helped me to Amen. Amen. You are righteous. That's what the word says. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Amen. So Paul is writing this letter and he's, he's building up. Okay. He's building up from chapter one until chapter six. And we are going to struggle to understand and we're going to get things wrong. If we just take a scripture from the end of the letter. Yeah without looking and knowing what the whole letter said. Chapter 4 and 5 and 6 is built on from 1, 2 and 3. Amen. Okay? If we think of a plant or a tree, the first half of Ephesians is like the roots. Okay? The first half is like the roots of the tree. If there was no roots, the tree would fall over if the wind blows. No? The roots are very important. Um, and the roots that Ephesians 1 verse, uh, no, not, yeah, Ephesians 1 verse 1, 2, 3, chapter 3, is, it is Christ in us. Amen. Okay, it's Christ in us. Amen. The second part is focusing on the fruit, okay? Chapters 3, oh, 4, 5, and 6, they focus on the fruits, okay? If a tree does not have healthy roots, then the fruits will also be unhealthy. Or there won't be any fruit. When we talk about the fruit, we talk about the behavior. Or the things that we can see in people's lives. As people believe in their hearts, you see the, the outworking of that in their actions. You understand? Why can't we just take a scripture from the second half of Ephesians and say we need to do it? Because we can't change the fruit if there is no root. Okay. So if you look at your, your Bible, the book of Ephesians, remember, the first three uh, chapters is about who we are in Christ. And then the, the second part is focusing more on practical things. Okay. The, the behavior, the fruits. Okay. Matthew 7 verse 15. Matthew 7 verse 15. If you can go there in your Bible. Matthew 7, verse 15. 
Okay. Matthew 7 verse 15 says, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. There Paul makes it clear. What is fruit? It is the way we act. Okay. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes? Can you? No. no. Can you pick uh, figs from thistles? No. A thistle is also like a thorn bush. Most, no? What's a thistle? Yeah. Uh, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that uh, does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Okay. So firstly, remember Jesus is not talking to believers here. Okay. Who, who is he talking about? He is talking about false prophets. Okay, he's talking about false prophets and he's saying, uh, he's saying these things before anyone could become born again as well. Okay, the Spirit hasn't been given. Jesus hasn't died and rose again yeah. and the Holy Spirit hasn't been given yet. But the point Jesus was making was simply that good trees bear good fruit and bad trees bear bad fruit. And you can identify people by their actions. That is the point that Jesus wanted to make. So every tree that bears bad fruit is a bad tree. You understand? And they will be thrown into the fire. Jesus is not saying, you good trees, you better start bearing good fruit. Or better stop bearing bad fruit. Otherwise you're going to be thrown into the fire. That's not what Jesus was saying here. No? He's saying any tree that is chopped down is chopped down because it is a bad tree with bad fruit. I think it's safe to say that a false prophet is someone who denies faith in Christ Jesus but pretends to be good. No? Mm -hmm. He says they, um, they come disguised as harmless sheep but they are actually in their hearts they are vicious wolves. Okay, so we see their nature is not sheep, it is wolf. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> when you believed in Jesus, when you heard the gospel that says that Jesus took your sin, died on the cross in your place, was buried and rose again on the third day, you were made a good tree. Huh? Mm -hmm. You are a good tree. Can you say, I am a good tree? I am a good tree. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Those who do not have faith and reject Jesus, they are... Bad trees, yeah, they are bad trees, okay. Why then do we sometimes feel like we are not bearing good fruit? Or we feel like you are not bearing enough good fruit? Maybe you are really struggling with some things. And you think you are bearing bad fruit. Does it mean you are not saved? No. Remember Jesus was speaking before the cross, no? Things have changed since Jesus died on the cross and gave His Spirit. Okay, so we can't draw direct meanings from that parable. If you haven't believed and trusted in Jesus, then yes, 
that is the problem, that you are still a bad tree. Okay. Mm. But if you are certain of your salvation, then it just means that you have a knowledge problem. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Paul makes it very clear in his letter to the churches that our thinking needs to change. Amen. If you think of any of the letters of, of Paul, he keeps reminding them, reckon yourself, especially in Ephesians, uh, not Ephesians, if you think about Romans 6, repeatedly he says, reckon yourself, consider yourself, think about this. Okay? <clears throat> he does it here in Ephesians 2 as well. He does it there as well. Ephesians 1 verse 16. Ephesians 1 verse 16. It's all about how we believe. You can be born again, but you can still struggle with some things. And you can think, Ish, I must be a bad tree because I'm not bearing good fruit. That's not, not always the case. If you are certain, if you gave your life to Jesus, if you are born again, if you believe what He did for you, you trust in Jesus, you are a good tree. All that needs to change is your thinking. <clears throat> Ephesians 1 verse 16 says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you, listen to this, spiritual wisdom and insight, so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. This is what Paul prays for. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called. You see, it's about understanding, it's about knowing, it's about knowledge, okay? And that's not talking about head knowledge, it's talking about true revelation knowledge. God revealed this to you. <clears throat> Grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that has been given to those He called, His holy people, who are His rich and glorious inheritance. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, could I ask someone for a glass of water, please? Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. In your spirit, you have been radically transformed. Radical transformation has taken place. Amen. 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 But Paul knew that the way we think and believe about ourselves is going to be the same. Until we change the way we think. Yeah. That is why he prays constantly for believers to grow in the knowledge of God. This is such a nice illustration. He prays that our hearts will be flooded with light. I get the picture of a room, a dark room. It's pitch black in the room. But it is full, full of wonderful things. All of the things that God has given us. But because it's dark, you can't see anything. No? And because you can't see anything... You can't enjoy what God has given you. Yeah. What do we need to do? Put on the light. Yes, we put on the light. Amen. And then you can see. Mm. That is what Paul prays for here. Yeah. He prays here. Uh, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand. Why don't you? 
so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called. Just turn on the light. Amen. How do we turn on the light? We? I heard someone. Yes. Our relationship with God and with the Word of God. No? Amen. <clears throat> we do it by, the stu by studying the Word of God and renewing our minds. Okay. The Christian life is about discovering what God has already given you. Yeah. It's not about getting anything from God. It's not, a, not about begging God for anything new. When you became born again, He gave you everything. If we look at Ephesians 1, yes. Amen. we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. There is nothing more that God can give you. He gave you everything. We just need to discover it now. Amen. What we believe about God and ourselves really need to change. That's why Paul lays this beautiful foundation. He points the Ephesians away, like Maki also said earlier, away from who they were in the past. Okay? Amen. And he points them to Jesus. Amen. Amen. And who we are in Christ. This word that I'm sharing is firstly for each of us. Each of us that is here this morning. Amen. So take it and apply it firstly to yourselves, Amen. okay? Amen. But I know that we all have people in our lives. We all have people in our lives that we love dearly. And we can see how they destroy themselves. Mm. No? You can see that they are busy with things that they shouldn't be busy with. I'm sure you have people like that. If you have someone like that in your life, raise your hand. We see how they destroy themselves. It is like we can't understand how can you not see this. And we want to help them. But there is a way, okay? There is a specific method that Paul is going to show us here in Ephesians chapter 5. How to reach out to these people. We need to realize that those bad things that they do isn't really the problem. That's not really the problem. Drinking, doing drugs, sleeping around, whatever you can think of, is just the fruit of a deeper problem. Okay? The deeper problem is either they are not saved or they don't know. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know the change, the radical transformation that took place in their spirits. Mm. It's only those two. Those are the two main problems. If we can solve those two, if we can get them saved, and if we can show them who they are, then the, the fruit will disappear. Those bad fruit will disappear. So but what we usually want to do is we want to come with some scissors. Mm. You know? And we want to cut off the bad fruit. We want to tell them, stop that, stop this. And that's, that, for them, that feels like condemnation and judgment. And they don't want anything to do with that. They, they tell you to stop preaching to them. Or they then try to point you to your own mistakes as well. That's not going to help. We need to do what Paul did. Get them saved if they are not saved. 
and then disciple them by showing them who they really are. So now, let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Does anyone have an easy translation? What do you mean? New Living Translation, maybe? New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Can you read verses 1 to 14? And then someone else. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. One. A walking love, as Christ also has loved us, and giving himself an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Mm. But fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, it did not even be named among you, as it is fitting for saints. So we are saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor cross-dressing, which are not fitting, but rather giving offense. For this you know, that not fornicators are clean persons, nor covetous men who is idolatry, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, and because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, be not partakers with them. Yeah. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes. Amen. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose For it's sinful even to speak of those things which are dark and secret, by them is secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. What whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake you who will sleep, arise from the dead. And Christ will give you life. Amen. Yeah. Can someone else read for me from verse 15 to 20? So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. This is the NLT. <laughs> NLT. Yeah. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who, who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin, ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves, and make making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so Paul 
he starts to get a bit more practical here, okay? He, he starts telling them uh, what not to do né? and what to do. Okay, so we're going to go back to Ephesians verse 1 and then we're going to go through them. I'm not going to go through all the verses, so don't be, don't, don't be afraid. We won't be here until 12. We are brave. But uh, <laughs> we are going to go like a little verse for verse, sort of. Okay, Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Amen. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Here we see Paul starts once again by reminding them of who they are. No? They are dear children. Now the word dear, he says dear children, no? uh, in the Greek means beloved. Beloved. It also means esteemed. It means favorite. It means worthy of love. How beautiful is that? Amen. Beloved children, dear children. He also reminds them of who their father is. God is their father, a true father, a father that loves you, a father that esteems you. Esteem means to think highly of you. Listen to that. God thinks highly of you. Amen. Huh? If God thinks that of you, who are you to say anything else of you or anyone else? That betekent om jou hoog te ag. God ag jou hoog. Wow. You are God's favorite child. It says that word dear, it also means favorite. You are God's favorite child. Favorite means best loved. Best love. <coughs> Most liked. Most liked by God. That's amazing. I'm God's best loved and best liked child. I don't know about you. You, you too, you too, amen. God is amazing. He can have many favorite children, amen. He doesn't just have one. All of us is his favorite. All of us is best loved, most liked, and it's all because of Jesus, amen. He reminds them of the proof. How do we know all these wonderful things? Hmm? How do we know it from verse one? Oh no, sorry, from verse 2. Verse 2 points to the evidence. It says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. That is the evidence. Jesus on the cross. Amen. Amen. Imitate God. Live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. You can, do only, you can only do those things if you are beholding Jesus. If your focus is on Him, you will succeed in that. Amen. You are going to struggle to do that if your focus is on sin and performance. You are going to struggle with this if you do not make time for relationship with God. What you do... What do you spend your time on? 
What do we spend our time on? This is very important. You see, Paul shows us how we can do this. How we can follow Christ. How we can be filled with love. Because it's unfair to tell someone to do something and not tell them how. No? Yeah. Paul shows us how. Focus on Jesus. Okay, verse 3. Verse 3 says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. I like how he says that. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, pure, uh, sorry, impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things <coughs> of this world. Now that Paul has reminded them of who they are, now he can point out a few things to them. It seems these were the things that they were struggling with in the Ephesians. He names the sins, but then he says, These things do not belong to you. These things do not fit with who you are. These fruits do not belong to believers, to holy people like you. Amen? Amen. This is not who you are. Do you see the difference in how we handle people? How we, how we help someone? Instead of putting them down, Paul raises them up. Instead of putting someone down, instead of just pointing to their sins, telling them to stop it without giving them the, the how-to, no? he raises them up. He shows them who they are. He shows them who Christ made them to be. What is possible? And he raises them up in that way. <clears throat> we need to use the same method. Okay? This is very important that we grasp this. We need to use the same method. When we speak to people we reach out to, that friend or that family member that we want to help, this is the method that we need to use. Okay? Something else that stood out to me here is, let there be thankfulness to God. Hallelujah. Let there be thankfulness to God. Paul repeated again in verse 20. Ephesians 5 verse 20 says, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the... Uh, and give thanks <laughs> for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Amen. Thanksgiving is such a powerful and effective tool. It is a very important part of our lives. Thanksgiving is powerful because it forces us, it forces us to think about the good things in life and acknowledge that it comes from God. So it shifts our focus from our circumstances onto God. No? Thanksgiving is a form of worship. It is good to give thanks for things like good health, food to eat, a warm bed to sleep in, a job, our families, husbands, wives. That is good 
and even excellent. No? But Paul wants us to give thanks for eternal things. This morning in Dream Team, Alistair, no, it was you, yeah. yeah. You said, um, I am thankful that God loves me. That was amazing. Amen. That was beautiful. Amen. Because that will never change. Mm. We can lose our jobs. Mm. Terrible things can happen in our lives. Um, you can lose the person you love. You can, your house can burn down. You don't have a roof to sleep under. All of those things can be lost. But God's love cannot be lost. Wow. Yeah. God, uh, Paul wants us to focus on the spiritual things. The spiritual truths. The things that will, that will last for eternity. I heard Rita say this when we were driving back from Rondebosch on Friday evening. We give thanks in everything. Amen. Not just for everything. It's good to give thanks for things. Mm. But we give thanks in in everything, in every situation, mm -hmm. whether it is good or bad, that it's only temporary. Yeah. It's in this earth. It will soon end. But the things of God, God's love for us, eternal life, that is forever. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's Thankfulness is actually also the renewing of the mind. Thankfulness helps us to renew our minds. Colossians, uh, Colossians 3 verse 1 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, since you have been, since you have been, you are raised Amen. to new life in Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about, think about, think about <laughs> the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died, you died, you died, eh? to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. This is the things we need to think about, guys. That is really excellent thankfulness. Amen. When we are thankful for the things that Jesus did for us through His life, death and resurrection, and the giving of His Spirit, that is excellent thanksgiving. Amen. Something else I also realize about thanksgiving is that it is the antidote. It is the medicine. What means I see a shot yeah, injection, unending. It is, it is the antidote for discontent, for untevredenheid. Untevredenheid. As je untevreden is, if you discontent, be thankful. Start using your, your brain. Start being thankful. Discontent, discontent, untevredenheid is the cause of greed. And sexual immorality. Because you are not thankful for what you have been blessed with. You become discontent. When you are discontent, you start lusting after what other people have. You become greedy and covetous. It is very important to always be thankful. Amen.
Back to Ephesians 5 verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. That's a scary, scary verse if you don't understand it. Ne? Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. These, this verse... This verse is not talking about believers, okay? It is talking about people who deny that they have sin. And therefore they deny that they need a savior, okay? These are people like false prophets Jesus spoke about. They are disobedient to the gospel, okay? That verse says, The anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. That disobedience is towards the gospel. The original meaning of the word disobedient means disbelief. And it comes from the word, I'm not going to say the Greek word, that means to convince, to win over, or to persuade. Faith is being persuaded or convinced that God loves you. Amen. If we read Acts 28 verse 24, it says, Some were persuaded by the things he said. But others did not believe. Okay? So disobedience um, is refusing to be persuaded. Disobedience is refusing to be persuaded. It has nothing to do with rule keeping and everything to do with refusing to trust in Jesus. This word is in some translations also translated disbelief or unbelief. Okay? So just to make it clear to you that that disobedience is not believers doing bad things and God's anger is going to come on you, okay? It's talking about people who disobey, do not believe the gospel, okay? God's anger will never fall on His children. God's anger will never fall on His children. Amen? You don't have to fear God. We don't have to fear punishment and judgment from God. It says... Perfect love casts out all fear. And what that fear, that the specific fear that he talks about there, if you read the context, is fear of judgment. Okay? Fear of judgment. We do not have to fear the judgment of God if we believe in Jesus. Okay, Ephesians 5 verse 7. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once... Once you were full of darkness, but now, now you have light from the Lord. So, live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Here in verse 7, we once again see Paul rising them up. He raises them up. He reminds them of who they are. He is saying, you have light from the Lord. You are people of light. You are not people of the darkness. You don't have to take part in these things anymore. This is not who you are anymore. He, does not say, he doesn't just say, stop it. He explains to them why. Okay. The light in us produces what is good, right and true. The King James Version says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness righteousness and truth 
the good root in us. Who is that good root? It's Jesus, the root. The root is Christ in us. He will bear the good fruit. You don't have to worry about that. Okay, He will bear good fruit. But the thing is, we still have free will. We still have free will. He's not going to control us and make us bear good fruit. We have a mind of our own. And it is that mind that is sometimes in the way of that fruit growing. Okay, that fruit coming to the front. We need to focus on what we allow in our hearts and minds. Because it can hinder the growth of those good fruit. You know the fruit of the Spirit? Love, peace, sound mind, self-control. All of those things. They will grow. But it will be hindered if you focus on the wrong things. Okay. That is why Paul says in Ephesians 5 verse 10, Ephesians 5 verse 10, Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. That is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and give, uh, and Christ will give you light. Mm-hmm. That's talking about salvation. Yeah. Amen. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. In verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. None of us want to be fools, eh? I don't want to be a fool. Do you want to be a fool? No. <laughs> don't act thoughtlessly. Verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's powerful verses, huh? That's quite direct as well. Very direct. But Paul can do it that way because he first started with showing them who they are. Amen? In verse 10, Paul says, Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And in verse 17, he says, Don't act thoughtlessly. Thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. I think we live in a time where technology has made it very easy to act thoughtlessly. Eh? To be thoughtless is to not use your brains. It's to be empty, empty empty-minded. You just consume. You just keep yourself busy. 
we have become lazy to think. We have become lazy to think into th in this day and age. We just scroll on Facebook, yeah. YouTube or TikTok <laughs> to occupy our minds with unnecessary things. We have become lazy. We need to start using what God has given us. And I'm speaking to myself firstly, okay? How do we determine what pleases the Lord? And how do we make the most of every opportunity? The first thing we need to do is renew your mind. Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Almost finished. Almost finished, guys. Hold on. Romans 12, verse 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. That's powerful. I plead with you. He's begging us. Give your bodies to God. Uh, sorry, plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all He has done for you, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You change the way you think, okay? And God will trans transform you. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Okay, so where many people want to know the will of God for them, but they don't want to renew their minds. Okay. Okay, when we renew our minds, we deal with the roots of the problems in our lives. Okay. We deal with the things that hinder the work of the Holy Spirit in our souls. We deal with the things that distract us from the godly purpose and mission that God has given us. Do you know that God has given you a purpose? Amen. And a godly mission? A wonderful purpose for your life? That's good. We renew our minds with who we are in Christ. One of those in Christ realities is that God is already pleased with us. Amen. Because He is pleased with Jesus. Amen. When Jesus was baptized, God said, Do you know? This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. And Jesus is in you. We are one with God, and therefore God is well pleased with you. That's amazing, huh? Amen. I am already pleasing to God. Ooh. Let's say that. I am already pleasing to God. Amen. When we know this truth and all of the other powerful truths that Paul shared with us here in Ephesians and in his other letters, and we apply them. You remember how we apply? You believe it, no? In that, in the moment, you apply them, you believe them, you remember them. You choose to believe them above the lies. No? Mm. We will see the bad fruit disappear. It's sad, but we can do this even. We can use this method that Paul used. Show people who they are, but they still need to make the choice. Okay? But for us, 
we need to believe and we will see the bad fruit disappear that leads to the second thing that is pleasing to the Lord to live with purpose Amen. renewing our minds enable us to walk and carry out our true purpose in life because now there is no more distractions yeah. we know who we are and the enemy cannot distract us for many years in my life I was occupied with sin. I was focused on my sin and how I performed. That's where the devil wants you. Because then you're not focusing on sharing the gospel with other people. Amen. Amen. One Timothy two verse three. First Timothy two verse three. The devil will do anything to distract you yeah. from your purpose. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. We are talking about what is good and what pleases God. Here's an answer. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved. Mm. Who, who should be saved? Everyone. everyone. And to understand the truth. Saved and to understand the truth. Not just saved, no? Mm. This is very interesting. I only see it now. To be saved and to understand the truth. That is why we need to disciple people. Yeah. That is why we need to lead them. Walk a road with them. Show them the word. Show them who they are. Show them who Christ made them to be. Discipleship. Saved and understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator uh, who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And we are Christ's ambassadors. We are his representatives. And it is our privilege to share that message with the world. Amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.ca